right, welcome to Cancelled. Uh, thank you. I hope you watched and enjoyed listening to us talk about Steel Justice last week. That thing was... I still kind of want to show it to more people. Like I feel like it didn't... Whatever. It's something else. I, 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 I love bullshit, and that was some fucking top-notch bullshit. But we are going to start some different bullshit this week. With me, uh, for the duration of Studio 60, my friend and comedian, Kath Barbadoro's here. Say hi, Kath. Hi. <laughs> What's going on with you? Oh, not too much. Uh, just I just finished watching oh, yeah, episode me too. two of this. Yeah, me too. Uh, so it's hot takes. Fresh. Hot yeah. takes today. Um, tomorrow's my last day at my job. That's what's up with me. That's Very pretty excited. dope. Yeah. Can we talk about uh, why? Is that yeah, a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. allowed. So, um, yeah. So I'm going to go work on Brian Gar's show. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys have really a fun. show on the, C- on the CW Austin? CW Austin. Does it have a name yet, the show? I don't believe so. Okay. If it does, I don't know it. <laughs> Do we know when the show's coming out? Yes. Uh, it's going to be early September. Okay. Yes. Cool, cool, cool. Yep. Uh, 15 minutes. Yeah. Doing yeah. a show every day, every weekday. Yeah. Uh, fun stuff. It's yeah, it's time. like a fun comedy. Variety ish. Okay. Silly, topical. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know. Awesome. Kind of like a talk show, but uh, without any celebrities or boring <laughs> interviews. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you know what people hate about talk shows? All the celebrities. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like. The uh, most boring part. Yeah. No one watches for that. No, we watch for the goofy sketches. Right? <laughs> That's why people watch. Uh, it's just going to be Masturbating Bear. We're bringing Masturbating Bear back. <laughs> We're stealing We're it. We're stealing other people's <laughs> talk show characters because awesome. they're just so beloved. For sure. And uh, yeah, so it's going to be fun. What's very funny, it has nothing to do with what you just talked about. <laughs> I very much enjoy how much my girlfriend cleans up. When someone she respects is coming to do the podcast, Aww. like like you got you last week was Maggie and Lashonda, Ralphie. You can tell the place is very nice. <laughs> when Norm was coming to record this podcast, she didn't do shit. She did not give a fuck what this place looked like. That's she awesome. was sweet or nothing. <laughs> uh, well, we might as well get into it. We are doing Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Now, have you seen this show before? I have not. Oh, okay. Was, nice. I'm coming in. Fresh take. Cold. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, are you, are you, by the way, I should apologize for last week when I referred to him as Alan Sorkin. <laughs> Twice, nonetheless. Uh, and then my girlfriend was listening to the podcast and she texted me while I was at work. And she was like, ha ha, Alan Sorkin. You put this on the internet. She, just said, she literally just said, ha ha, Alan Sorkin. And I didn't get it. I was like, what? It's Alan Sorkin. I don't know why. I, had to, like, I checked. I was like, oh, wait, right. Uh, that's great <laughs> and it's shitty too so I'm also like an Aaron Sorkin fan well I should rephrase that I'm a huge West Wing fan sure huge West Wing fan uh, never liked Sports Night yeah. uh, and I watched the show once and I kind of have like a love-hate thing we'll get into it in a minute mm-hmm. I was a I was a I watched and enjoy hated newsroom very much yep um, have you? Are what's your like? Do you like I any of this shit? I I love the West Wing. Sure, it's love the best. The West Wing. It's, it's the best. Awesome. I watched it for the first time like two years ago, okay. and it was so great. I've um, seen the whole run of the West Wing seven times, maybe wow. eight, like a lot. Like I yeah. watch it a lot. It's a I, I watch it in the fall. I don't know why. But like <laughs> no, I get fall, it. It's like a fall yeah. kind of feeling show. The marathon through it. Yeah, it feels I, nice. Something about that makes sense to me. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what. I, maybe because it's like smart, and that's when you go back to school. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just watch. I, like I'll put. There's like, a lot of like sensible sweaters. That's it's like very, very true. Autumnal. I don't very know. true. I I'll, I'll make like I'll like roast a chicken. I'll make something <laughs> in the kitchen that's like an all day yeah. thing, yeah. and then I'll watch. I'll watch wrestling in the <laughs> that fall. That sounds so cozy. It's 
It's not bad. It's like a good time. It's actually pretty fun. Yeah. So I love that. Um, I, I haven't seen a lot. I tried to watch Sports Night and couldn't get through it. Yeah. Um, I guess, I mean, the social network's good. Like, I'm not, I'm not yeah, like Yeah, I always forget that was him. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, well, it's a little different than... Yeah, like, it doesn't kind of have this, like, that Sorkin-esque... Well, I feel like his sort of delivery. trademark is, like... Yeah, the like the rapid fire delivery. Yeah, the like the walk and talks, and then these shows where it's like a workplace mm-hmm. and it's like a machine, and everybody mm-hmm. is like part of this machine. Yeah, yeah, this thing yeah, working. yeah. And like Social Network isn't really like that. Sure, so. and it works so good for the West Wing because the goal, like, all right, it's this well oiled machine working towards the common goal and right. common good, and the common goal and good is like important and serious. Like it's a thing we need to yeah to watch and be like like that's a thing that's like oh you guys should be working towards this goal the common goal in this is making a shitty television show yeah and it just doesn't have the same like grandiose feel even though they try to make it feel that way yeah it just doesn't have the weight you know that was kind of my impression of it and i think the the reason that i haven't been able to like get into any of the other ones is because like with when you have it set in the White House and it's like these geniuses yeah, that work yeah, yeah, in the yeah, White yeah, House, exactly. it's like, first of all, you can take a lot more of the the grandstanding speeches and the kind of like sort of corny sentimental <laughs> idealism. Uh, because it's like, yeah, this is about politics and like you want people like that to be in politics. For you want sure. them to be yeah, like we, invested. A hundred percent. And also, the only people who are in real life smart enough and take themselves seriously enough to talk like Aaron Sorkin characters are like people that work in the White House. Oh, yeah, 100%. I wrote down here at one point that like no one – this is one of those things where it's like the real world isn't like that. People don't yeah. talk like this. And the idea and of it being like – writers talking the idea, like this. The idea that's like, oh, but this is the ideal world where smart intellectuals have this sort of discourse and speak in this way. If anyone talked to me in this way, I'd throw fucking acid in their face. It is the most pretentious, <laughs> awful shit I've ever fucking heard. Yeah. Uh, yeah and again, to have comedy writers – can we – all right. <laughs> Maybe all right. We, maybe we'll talk about the like. All right. Well, episode one, the pilot. Yes. Uh, might as well just be the pilot for the newsroom. It is the exact yeah. same premise. Did you see the newsroom at all? I haven't seen the newsroom. Okay. So the the premise. Of, a few people listening will get this, but the premise of the newsroom is that uh, Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think that's right. That's right. Uh-huh. I'm really Daniels. bad with names. It's a Bridges and Daniels. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't know. It's definitely Jeff, definitely Jeff Daniels. <laughs> uh, He's like at this thing, and he gets his. Uh, he's at like some like uh, question and answer thing, and some uh, girl asked him, "Why is America the best country in the world?" In one sent in one word or some bullshit, and he snaps and he's like, "It's not the greatest country in the world. We got other like." And he gives essentially the speech that Judd Hirsch yeah. gives in the beginning like, of this about television. Going down the tubes. He gives the exact blah. same speech. Yeah. At which point they use that as a chance to relaunch their TV show <laughs> to make it better and smart. It's the exact same yeah. fucking. It's the exact same show that's exactly what happened and that's exactly what happens here uh it's almost like he had it here uh won't he knew it didn't work and he's like well i can just fucking redo it again like yeah i'll give it another shot exactly maybe maybe comedy isn't important enough for this speech we'll do it for the news right and there's a thing where it just feels like they're trying to make what they do so noble Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like we're this is important you make a show for 14-year-old boys. Like, he even says at one point in that thing, it's like, it's for the 12-year-olds, and not even the smart 12-year-olds, the dumb ones. It's like, yeah, but that's what fucking Saturday Night Live is for. It's for 14-year-old boys. Yeah, like, I think the thing, 
And I remember, because when I haven't seen this, and I remember when it premiered, and people were like, well, it's not funny. And it's like, well, it's not really trying to be, like, funny funny. Like, it's not trying to be 30 Rock. Right. But I feel like it also really highlights the fact that, like, Aaron Sorkin is clever, but he is not funny. A hundred percent. There's no levity at all. Like, there are jokes, but there's no levity. Can it's you Im- so serious. Can you imagine working on a comedy television show and no one there is funny? Not only is no one there funny, no one's trying to be funny. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't imagine. Like, but here's the thing, and I, I want this to, I want people listening to get over this. I do kind of like this show. I like, wanted to it, watch more it when works, it was over. It works for me on a level. It's a very love-hate thing I have with this show where, like, I want it to be funny. I'm angry at the fact that it's never funny. <laughs> None of the things that they're like talking about the bits that they're gonna do are at all funny, and that makes me angry. But then, like the dramatic aspect of it, it works. Like I'm still in. Like I like the act. I like the whole cast. The cast is great. I was thinking that too. Like it's really well cast. Yeah. And like I, I want Amanda Peet to be in more things. I I've, think she's I've great. I've been saying that all day. <laughs> uh, I'm a I'm a big Amanda Peet fan. Me too. I don't know what else she's doing. Apparently, she's on Togetherness, which I don't know I don't what, know that, what is. that is. Um, but I just I think she's fantastic. She's like she can pull off funny. She can pull off smart. Uh, she was on a show that I think we may end up doing on this called, I believe it was her, I should double check before I speak, but I'm pretty sure she was on a, a, a sci-fi show called Surface that only lasted one season. Oh, that sounds about, familiar. I think my dad and my mo- brother were into about that. About sea monsters, <laughs> nice. uh, alien sea monsters, <laughs> that I really enjoyed and thought she was great in. Uh, I want to see more Amanda Peet, 100%. She uh, she was also on The Good Wife for a while, and she was She really was on indeed it. on The Good Wife. I'm a big Good Wife fan. Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, the thing about The Good Wife is like every single guest star they get is you're like thank god like what have yeah, they been doing yeah, they're always yeah, so excited yeah, 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 to yeah, see yeah. them 100 like, even like uh when they bring in uh we're just going to talk about the good wife now instead of studio 60 <laughs> but no it's fine i'm fine with that when they uh when they bring in um i can't think of his name is it wallace sean he's yes. the, from uh princess the, like, bride menacing thing. but, nebbish, but like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's so great he's awesome uh anyway so so i do i like the cast immensely yeah. Yeah, yeah. um I, th- I I I wrote down here. I like Matthew Perry, and I won't apologize for it at one point because yeah. he's just a likable guy, and he's good at this sort of thing. I do think it's interesting how like there's like a very specific like Aaron Sorkin leading man, sure, <laughs> that is not a leading man in any other circumstance. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. I don't know who else would look at, like, Bradley Whitford <laughs> and, like, bloated Matthew Perry and be like, yeah, yeah. yes, That's him. these are my stars. Yeah. Like, and they, they're likable in a way, but they're also just, like, really kind of snooty and, like, sure. just, like, and I like them and people who like Aaron Sorkin stuff like them. Right. But it's just so, like, unusual to just be like, this dweeb is my guy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's really funny to me. And but it, I, it, I think they're like, yeah, everyone's good on it. Everyone's good on it, uh, except not Sarah Paulson, who I love. I think she's great on this. Uh, the the Christian girl hair. Yeah. The other female in the cast with the brown hair mm-hmm. that we find out is sleeping with Matthew Perry. Yeah. I She could literally just be like a cardboard cutout of an actress. I have, yeah. like, there's nothing there. Yeah. Um, I guess I haven't seen enough of her to, her? to dislike her yet. <laughs> and then, but. yeah, it's not even I dislike her as much as just like that could, she doesn't bring anything into her. It could yeah. literally be anyone. Uh, her and then also, which we we see very briefly in this episode, and it's his only line in the entire two episodes that we watched so far. The fat guy who's in the cast, 
Yeah, oh my god. Who like embarrasses guy, himself Jesus. to whatever. He looks I, I wrote down that he looked like he's in a fat suit, but that's just him. Like, yeah, he has he like looks, a fat suit body. He looks yeah. like a character. <laughs> he doesn't look like a real person. Like he looks like that's all makeup. Yeah. Um all right, we should talk about the like a little more detail about the episode. So episode yeah, yeah, one sorry. is the pilot. No, it's fine. This is exactly how this show goes. So <laughs> okay. Don't apologize. Um, the premise, as I said before, is that uh, Judd Hirsch, uh, they're going to cancel some sketch that he really wants, but they tell him last minute he can't have it. So he snaps and he goes on air and he's like, ah, change the channel. This show's terrible, which is a great like Sorkin writes those things. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm watching that. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> There's a moment, though, where like he hasn't said anything like uh I can't think of his name right now. Tim, uh, he's the guy who's like the director, like working the cameras and shit. Red hair. He was on thirty something. Oh yeah, he's, I he's don't. The, he's the reporter name, on West Wing. It's yeah. Tim something. He's uh, Timothy Busfield. Okay. Um, he's like he hasn't said anything that we can pull him off the air for because he hasn't cursed or whatever. And this at one point he's like calls the, like, like a whorehouse, and the fucking standard practice guy is like, "That's it, pull him." That's not a. One, I can tell you for a fact that you can say whorehouse on the air because you just said whorehouse on television. Right. You're like, on television right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> what alternative universe does this take place in? Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, that's actually a good question. <laughs> uh, because, all right, thank you very much. Uh, one, and I, I do love any time they have to make up fake acronyms for like television networks or <laughs> yeah. football. And they can't ever have the NFL in a right, movie, so it's, it's like always licensed, like the yeah. American Football Association or whatever. <laughs> this one is NBS, which yeah. I guess is fine. It is the cheapest amalgam of the of CBS and NBC. It's very lazy, but also like in this world, right. SNL is real. And it has to exist. <laughs> it exists because they reference it. It's like, yeah. if the show has not been as good as SNL yeah. at its worst or whatever. So, like, NB- therefore, like, NBC also exists. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> so yeah, does yeah. NBS. Right. Like, you could have just done your, like, you know, your Roman A. Clef, like, your your analog to yeah, real, yeah. but you decided to directly reference the thing <laughs> that you were right. clearly ripping off 100%. in such a strange way. It's so it's so weird. And also, like, it's just a weird world where, like, the world we live in exists in every level. The world yeah. we actually live in. <laughs> yeah. Like, Felicity Huffman is the famous person, and the white stripes <laughs> are going to be on. But then also, these people who are fake are also famous people that I'm supposed to give a fuck right. about. Like, so then, like, wh- what is, like, what is Friends? <laughs> exactly! <laughs> exactly! If, if, if fucking Saturday Night Live exists, and Felicity Huffman is famous, then goddamn Friends exists, and who the fuck is Matt Perry, then? Yeah, like, what is happening? Yeah, 100%. That, that is a very weird... <laughs> I agree 100% with that. And, I mean, and again, like, they kind of had to do that in West Wing too, but sure. I guess I guess they were. It was a lot easier to do because it was like in the realm of politics, right? But like, also, it's not like in West Wing, Bill Clinton exists, right? It's <laughs> yeah. just a. It's They're just not a like second the worst. Yeah, the it's just second best presidential yeah, staff. Yeah, it's just a different timeline <laughs> where yes, there was history to a point, and then at that one point, uh, Jeb uh, Jeb Bartley got arrested, uh, elected, arrested, elected, and <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. it. It's not. Yeah, it's so weird for them to be parallel still, right? Um, <laughs> So he gets so he gets fired. There's going to be a big shakeup. They bring in Amanda Peet as the head of the television network. Has there ever been a female? I was trying to Google it and I can't find an answer. Has there ever been a female head of a television network in real life? Not that I, I don't know think of, so, and especially not one who's like. 33. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's not a whole lot of men that are 33 that yeah. are also television Like, I was like, am I sexist for thinking this is kind of weird? <laughs> it's a little strange. <laughs> it's like, mm, 
sort of yes, but also sort of no. Like right, this right, is right, a right, like right. a youngish woman who's been brought in to run this. It's it's a it's slightly different, but also that's like uh, they make fun of this on Thirty Rock, but like Aaron Sorkin, known for writing strong lady characters, so like he wants to write a strong lady character, let him do it. Is he known for writing strong lady characters though? Because he writes some despicable writes fucking some, women. Yeah, uh, he he writes C.J. Craig, maybe my favorite fucking female character in anything yeah. ever. I love her to pieces. Um, Allison Janey, God bless you. You're not listening to this, but She's I love you. Best. She's the fucking best. <laughs> um, we but, dedicate this podcast <laughs> to Allison Janey, one hundred percent. She had, um, but when you get down to like. On the romantic side of the oh, storylines, <laughs> all of his women are the fucking worst. Yeah. Uh, you didn't watch Newsroom, but like there are direct parallels between um, the relationship between Matt Perry and Sarah Paulson mm-hmm. uh, and Jeff Daniels and the, the female lead on that show's name, I'm forgetting, where like they had a relationship together. It, they have since broken up, but now they have to work together. It's the exact same fucking show. Yeah. Uh, but like in each case, the guy is a hundred percent cool. Like he was good, and she was a fucking bitch. Like, like it, it gets more into the second episode here. But like when they start finding out a little bit more about the past, and he's like, "She broke up with me by email." By the yeah, way, like yeah. there's all this shitty stuff she did in the other in the newsroom. She cheated on him, uh, and for no reason. And then like he was like, at one point, he pulls out like a wedding ring that he had bought five years ago because he was going to propose to her. Like, yeah, so like he, he's he, clearly the bad guy. He and he writes that shit a lot. Yeah. Like, and you can tell <laughs> he's it been comes. Hurt. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can tell this is like him getting back at some fucking people in his yeah. past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then again, but yeah, he does write her kind of like a strong female character. But there's nothing really like. That has to be female about her. No. Other than, like, they make they reference a couple times, like, oh, everyone thinks she's hot or whatever. Yeah. Or, like, guys want to bang her. I, but... guess it's, I guess it's more like he he's he's known for writing characters like that that sure. are, like, he, he's c- committed enough to, like, make a character a woman for no reason. Right, AKA, right, 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 like, right. what you should do. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes in, the, in life, sometimes right. people are women. No. <laughs> so, like... Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and we're trying to stomp it out, all right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I, I don't know. It, it, it's a, it is a little weird that she's just like a gorgeous, like <laughs> early thirty something well, yeah, yeah. president of a network. Uh, but yeah, so she it's, and she's at her like dinner or something, and it's they, like, her first. It's her first day. Like she that, that dinner is like a congratulations, you got the job dinner. Yeah. Uh, when she finds out about and like literally at the same time that guy's having a meltdown and hijacking right. the, the show or whatever. Uh, her thing is that she's going to bring back these two writers played by Matthew Perry and Bradley Whitford who had been writers on the show and had either quit or got fired. It's kind of There's like weird bad blood. There were bad blood yeah. there between her and them and Stephen Weber. Who can I say? <laughs> Great. More Stephen Weber, please. Yeah. Uh, he like he should be playing sleazy corporate types. Yeah. It's funny that like, he was the complete opposite of that on Wings, which is the only where <laughs> anyone knows Stephen Weber from, but he's, yeah. He's good he's in good this. In this. Yeah. He's good in this. He's another like again, the cast is like just fucking good. D.L. Hughley, I did not yes. expect to be able to act. He's I re- great. He's he's so good. So far, I'm like pretty impressed with him. Yeah, yeah. Also, I was very excited to see John Ennis from Mr. Show For in sure. the writer's room. <laughs> I, I, I just... didn't enjoy seeing him dressed like oh. some sort of 14-year-old skateboarder. Oh, no, it was sad. It was very it was a little humiliating. <laughs> well, it had to be. And it's like it, they do it for effect right. because it's in this moment where Matthew Perry then like yells at everybody right. about how you're dressed. Which, okay, you know what? I think that's the next episode. Let's focus a little <laughs> bit and we'll get there because I have some fucking thoughts on that too. 
too. Um... Uh, <laughs> So Amanda Pete's going to bring them in. They're going to fucking take over the show and bring it back to its fucking prominence or whatever. They f- they force so much information into that pilot trying to like explain those two characters. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, uh, Matthew Perry's had back surgery and fucking. I don't yeah. yeah I don't know why I care. I'm sure it'll come up, but like <laughs> you've been you've mentioned fucking back surgery like five times at yeah. this point. Uh, uh, Bradley Whitford, we find out, was like a cocaine addict or something, and he tested positive recently, so he can't make this movie. It's a lot of like too much fucking like overly complicating these yeah, backstories like, you could for think no of an reason. Easier way to say that he can't make the movie then and, and to involve his drug use than the they won't bond him. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, just, like, yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. And stuff. also, we also say that like, hey. Uh, there's a lot of coke addicts making movies in Hollywood yeah. right now. Like <laughs> Oliver Stone still makes movies all the time, and you that man like, is mostly cocaine. Else to be on the line for getting bonded. Yeah, anything, yeah, yeah, Besides yeah. the cocaine. Also, they didn't need to be the whole thing about how they could you should be making this movie, but that like that's unnecessary. Yeah. Just have them go like we're out of work. We can take the job. Like <laughs> yeah. that's it. Like we're not working right now. We'll do it or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then what? I guess that's all that happens, but there there's is really so not a shit. lot going on in this episode storyline wise. They, and they keep talking about this controversial sketch, and then that comes up in the next. Can we talk about <laughs> crazy Christians? Cra- we'll get into crazy Christians. <laughs> Can we just talk about the Christianity part, like in general? Um, yes, it is so forced. Yeah. Her, her. Be- so basically, what happens is like there's some the sketch that was going to get cut that the guy freaked out over was a sketch that we turned out was called Crazy Christian. And they say it oh, nine hundred times a lot, a <laughs> lot to the point where I almost kept saying Crazy Christians in my head because it just like sounded goofy. Um, and it turns out that Sarah Paulson's character Harriet, who's an actress on the show who's had a relationship with Matthew Perry, is extremely Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if extremely Christian is the right word. <laughs> she's Christian or she's, she's not. Christian and talks about it a lot for the sake of her character <sighs> identifying as Christian so, in a way that is really weird. So much. <laughs> and it's so clear that they that he wrote her as a Christian, not in some sort of way of like, oh, let's have a real dialogue about Christians who are like acceptable and understanding and liberal yeah. or these sort of extreme Christians. He wrote her as a Christian so that every other character on the show can just say shitty things about Christians. Yeah, like she's clearly just a foil. Yeah. Like. And like not to, and I, I'm not a religious person. I say horrible things about Christians all the time, <laughs> but it seemed, it's so fucking hackneyed and heavy handed in this, in this episode and yeah. these two episodes where it's like, she literally like, <laughs> The next, we'll just we can just blend them. In the next episode, they're gonna there's a there's a press conference to announce the new writers of their sketch show. I don't know what world these people live in. I was thinking that I was like, should, she's the president of this network. Like, doesn't she have anything better to do right now? Apparently not. This is the only show on yeah, this yeah, network. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What is happening? It's uh, so weird. She so they like they announce they they have this press conference to announce that Bradley Whitford and Matthew Perry are coming to take over the show. And they're going to take it in this new direction and make it smart and great and save the world and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then one of the people, uh, one of the reporters goes, ah, I'm Constance Goodbeam or whatever her stupid name is. It's Constance, Constance something. something. Uh, and she's, she's from Rapture. From, from Rapture magazine. <laughs> Why? 
what? Uh, I'm from Rapture Magazine, a magazine that absolutely doesn't exist. Uh, and she's like, I hear you have a sketch called Crazy Christians. Uh, are we going to see that sketch now that you guys are back or whatever? Uh, and that whole episode becomes about like, oh, we're going to show the Crazy Christian sketch. Also, you forgot the funniest part of that to me, which is uh, Matthew Perry starts answering in like a normal way. Yeah. Like, well, you'll have to see what's on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bradley Whitford just goes, yes, <laughs> you will see it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. what? Yeah, shut up. Yeah, Matthew Perry does that. He says like, well, it's Monday. I don't know what's going to be yeah, on the show like on Friday. Like a normal answer. Like a normal person. And yeah, by the way, that whole press conference is a fucking disaster because like <laughs> – She's having a perfectly having a perfectly reasonable conversation about we're going to take the show in a new direction. Here yeah. are our writers. Matthew Perry's cracking a couple <laughs> jokes. Everything's fine. And then Bradley Whitford's like, I do cocaine sometimes. <laughs> yeah. What? He just keeps cutting into the press conference. <laughs> to ruin things. Uh, he literally just goes, I failed a test for cocaine, which is why I couldn't make the movie. He's just, re- he just rehashing what we saw in the previous episode. Yeah. Uh, and everyone's like, what? Why, why would you say that? Right. It doesn't make any sense. Even in this world, even in Aaron Sorkin world, that is a stupid thing to do. Yeah. Aaron Sorkin, I wrote here, has never met a point that he didn't have to hammer fucking oh my God. way on the head. Uh, <laughs> even with little details. at the end, So the end of the first episode, it's like, here we go. It's the time to rally the troops and we're going to do this. And like, we have to fucking really knock this one out of the park and we're going to save everybody's network. And under pressure is playing behind it. <laughs> Ugh, really? <laughs> Really? Yes. Uh, but that being said, I liked episode one, and I wrote down here at one point, like, there is a part of me that, like, you know, you have the dream of, right, oh, I'm going to work on Saturday Night Live sure. or whatever. I want it to be like this. I want it to be a bunch of really smart people taking shit really seriously. Yeah. I don't want it to be, like, coked up Chevy Chase chasing women in the dressing rooms and shit, <laughs> just ruining everything. You have a really good point. I mean, like, you do – I the thing that, like, bothers me about it is that, like – that everyone clearly takes themselves so seriously. 100%. The f- and, like, the fact that they take the job seriously or take comedy seriously is not necessarily a problem. It's just, yeah. like, you have to laugh when you're making comedy <laughs> or, like, why are you doing it? Oh, also, how do you know it's funny if you yeah. if no one's responding in a positive way to anything you say? God damn it. Yeah, it really – that that is the thing with this. And also, it will con- – and as someone who's watched the show, it will continue to be a problem, which is that <laughs> – he is so out of Aaron Sorkin is so clearly out of touch with what he thinks is funny and relevant mm. that and we'll get to it in this episode when he has to knock Ooh, has yeah. to write a thing that's going to fucking knock it out of the park. Oh, this is the first sketch that's going to be on TV <laughs> for this new show. It's got to be grandiose. We have to pay respect to the people who came before us, but yet still really take it in a new direction. He does a a fucking parody of Pirates of Penzance. <laughs> Edgy. Edgy <laughs> shit, man. And, and by the way, not good. No. It's not... They're, There's they're, like one... The the one funny line is the D.L. Hughley one that he comes up with when they're thinking of what it is. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the rest yeah. of it. I also think it's so funny because it's it's so Aaron Sorkin to have it sure. be by so the way, fucking full of words that you don't know <laughs> what's being said. Like... 100%. <laughs> it is just fucking... I, I don't know. Like, I missed... There's a joke, right? The opening joke is the one where he's like, uh, uh, "We're sorry that our producer got caught doing blow." Or yeah. Whatever. Okay. Like, ha, right, ha, ha. Fine. We get in this world. That's a reference to the speech. for fine. Perfect. But then at one point she's like saying something about an intellectual reach around. Yeah. Which doesn't make it's any such sense. A, like. 
and then Aaron I, I don't, Sorkin phrase that is just it's clever, but it's not funny. It's not even that fucking clever for being <laughs> honest. And then like the so it's a thing where like the the cast will say a line, and then they're backed up by like an orchestra and a, an opera. There's a choir, and a choir, and they'll repeat the line because that's how the song goes. Uh, and then like one of them says something about I I missed it because there's so many fucking words I couldn't understand it. <laughs> yeah. But he says something, and then she's like, "That's not what we talked about." And everyone laughs, but I have no fucking idea it's what was happening. Something about like a hooker, like she's yeah, like yeah, intellectual yeah. reach around. And he's like, and hooker. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah, yeah. stupid. Uh, it doesn't work on any level. It is a complete failure of a sketch, and it's such a backslapping moment for fucking Sorkin because the whole audience is like, "Fucking nailed it!" <laughs> <laughs> Guys, yeah. no, you didn't. If that was the opening for Saturday Night Live, <laughs> everyone like, would shit all over the internet. Like, what's <laughs> happening right now? It's a Penzance, yeah, yeah. And he, and he's that's obviously just a thing he likes because there's like huge moments of that in West Wing where they do pinafore <laughs> and whatnot. He yeah. just likes that shit. So fine, <laughs> but let's not force it into a place where it has no fucking business being. And this is this is after they've established through the dialogue in the show that this is a cool show. Like, yeah, this is like yeah, a yeah. hip, oh, cool show. By the way, hip they, and cool, like a They established times. it by saying the line, people look to us yeah. to see what's cool. It's not <laughs> subtle at all. No. Matthew Perry is yelling. Okay, so at one point, Matthew Perry is like, they're <laughs> pitching, the... they're pitching, it's perfect to get to this. So they're <laughs> pitching story ideas. This is in the second episode. They're pitching story ideas and uh, they're all terrible, or, or uh, sketch ideas, and they're all terrible. They're so Every one of them is just like, oh, somebody uses a puppet to explain stuff to George Bush because, you know, he's dumb or whatever. <laughs> Fucking really bad. Uh, at which point, Matthew Perry just like, everyone starts talking over each other. And Matthew, all right, knock it off. He's like, and what the hell are you guys wearing? Look at you guys. And, every, and the one guy says the only true thing in the whole show. He's like, it's comedy, man. Like, yeah. You, you don't need to wear a suit. There's no dress code yeah, yeah, yeah. for a comedy writing, writer's room. Exactly. That's like the whole reason those people do that. Uh, that being said, however, fucking poor John Ennis. They <laughs> He's made... wearing like a beanie. And, <laughs> it's like... so bad. He has white hair. He has shaggy white hair. The shitty beard, and he was wearing like a puka shell necklace. It's fucking horrific, and it's so clearly done to like overemphasize the point that they're dressed like assholes. Yeah. But uh, Matthew Perry says, "People look at us to see what's cool, and you guys don't look cool." Ugh. What? And then eventually, to, uh, to their credit, later Matthew Perry's like, "Apparently, I yelled at them about their dress code. That was important to me at some point. I don't yeah, know like, why." He it wh- acknowledges. Yeah. But yeah. It's so weird. Uh, yeah, it's definitely strange. So the episode, this whole episode. Episode focuses on them coming up with the 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 first episode. This is going to be the episode that launches them back. It's got to set a tone. Uh, there's a moment. There's a couple of moments. Uh, they're walking up, and Matthew Perry and Bradley Whitford are deciding who's going to take which office. Oh my uh, god! From yeah. the very beginning, and they're like, nobody wants to take. Judd Hirsch, the guy who got fired the first episode for snapping, nobody wants to take his office, kind of out of respect. Mm-hmm. And they're like. Uh, you know, he he says one of like, that man wrote with Carlin and Pryor and Cosby. And it's like, ugh. Yeah, it's... <laughs> there's a, and there's a second Cosby moment later on. Uh, <laughs> there's a couple of moments where, like, they invoke the genius that is Cosby. Yes. And it's like, okay, I get that this was, like, you know, 15 years ago or, or 10 years ago, whenever the show came out. So maybe, you know, people didn't really know. But fuck, it's weird now. It's, like, yeah, it's weird hearing Yeah, yeah. It, I can't, you can't fault that. with that. You can't fault him for sure. it. But, like, it just... <laughs> it, as soon as you hear his name, it's like, oh, oh shit, this is a little yeah, gross. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, I was thinking about this when I was watching the show where it's I think it's really difficult to make any kind of 
movie or TV show or whatever about a, a, a creative process where you have to show the output of that creative process because sure. it's always bad. Yeah. Like, every, if you're a painter in a movie, the paintings are bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's so – and so, like – Well, because part of it is, like, you have to put – as the person who's creating the thing about the thing – you have to put all of your creative energies into making the thing the, you're making. Thing, yeah. Right. The thing Not about the thing that the person you're making the thing about is making. <laughs> exactly. This is the fucking most convoluted <laughs> conversation ever, but I think everybody gets it. Aaron Sorkin had to put all his efforts in making Studio Sixty the show. So that the show in Studio 60 stinks because yeah. the people there, he's, that's all an afterthought. Right. And uh, that's why I keep like I, I keep bringing up 30 Rocks that came out at the same time sure. where they just made the choice of like, we're making a bad show. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. fuck it. We're not going to worry about what sketches we're doing on the show in the show. It'll be it's bad. We'll make the sketches on purpose bad. Exactly. So it just gives us more fodder for jokes. Right. I feel like that's the fact that these two shows, they premiered the same year. Exactly. That's um, what I keep thinking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's part of the reason why this show didn't I mean it didn't work for a number of reasons I think anytime you're gonna make something that's so inside baseball this is for people that like Saturday Night Live and not to like the show they want to know about the backstage parts of it that's a small niche audience in general uh what 30 Rock has going forward is, who gives a fuck about the show? We're just making a funny show with a bunch of jokes. Right. You, anyone can watch that. To watch this, you have to give a fuck about that world. Yeah, and you have to, like, have stake in, like, who's writing? Yeah, 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 like, yeah, 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 yeah. Who's have got to, the like, credit on the sketch? Don't give a fuck. Yeah, you have to, like, you have to go into it with the assumption that that is important. And I feel like a lot of people don't give a shit and that's yeah, fine yeah, yeah yeah for sure but like yeah it makes it makes this, the stakes of the show like you said difficult yeah, yeah i also think the other thing too is like it's not like again like with west wing or something like that where like these aren't real politics sure it's you're writing these speeches about things that aren't real you get right. to decide what they are but a joke is still a joke like yeah. even if it's a joke in a fake show it's right still, still gotta be a joke it's either funny or it's not so 100%. like you can't you can't like you don't get to be the god of that like that is still you have to just do it for real and i mean it seems impossible like i don't i don't know if anyone could have made this show well i'm yeah, not sure. i don't know i don't know <laughs> i don't know if it's a thing that needs to be made that being said I still like. I want to emphasize the point that I am still genuinely interested in the outcome of these episodes. Yeah, I watch and I'm like, oh, I'm I'm rooting for the characters. I I give a shit still. Yeah, it's there are things that bother me a hundred percent, but I give a fuck. Like I, I, the characters are all likable enough. The actors are all doing a good enough job. I like Nate Cordry a lot. He's a good comedic little element where he like. There's a whole sketch thing about him wanting to do this white stripes yeah. sketch, and, and he like he just walks funny. in with this fucking wig on. And he's like, "Oh, we don't have the white stripes anymore, so I guess I'm just a guy in a wig." All right, and he's like, yeah, kind he of has walk, like a couple little lines that are actually are, kind of funny, and it's funny because I think more of him being likable and delivering them well more than actually the line is yeah, particularly for sure. good. Uh, the opposite side of that is, and I again I like D.L. Hewley very much, <laughs> uh, and he's much better on the show than I was expecting him to be. But there's a moment. Whereas delivery is so weird. <laughs> uh, so at one point, he like him and, and Bradley Whitford are kind of butting heads a little bit. And they have a back history where like one's mad at the other for some other bullshit. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, but at one point, like D.L. Hughley is kind of like overly like, hey, what did you think of the, the season premiere? Did you see this sketch? And he's like trying to make a point of like showing how good he is or whatever to, to Bradley Whitford. Bradley Whitford's like, what are you afraid of being fired? And he's like, yeah. 
because I can't do the voices. Oh, yeah. And it, it, he delivered it like he was saying, like he can't read. Like he was delivering it in this way over the top oh, way of like, that. like he's like going to start crying or something. And I was like, okay. I mean, I get that that would be a serious thing in a world where you like do yeah. so, but you wouldn't have gotten on the show then. Like, yeah. you're not going to be on Saturday Night Live if, if they want a guy that can do voices and you can't do voices. You don't get the part. Yeah, like, well, like you're not on the show for five years or however long he's been on the show. Uh, and then he does that terrible Cosby impression. Another fucking Cosby moment. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about um, that. Yeah, he does the <laughs> pudding pops or whatever. Yeah, yeah, And he yeah, just yeah. says it. And is like, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just his delivery was so strange in that moment. Also, uh, they keep also hammering the point home that he went to the Yale school They said drama. Yale so many times. <laughs> so many times. Yeah. Get it? Uh, These people are smart. They're yeah, smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. It's... He has this thing of like, and it's a thing that he mentioned, like, it's definitely in West Wing, it's definitely in Newsroom, it's definitely here, where he feels like he needs to be the defender of the intellectuals. Yeah. Where he's he like... He's like an old school elitist. Yeah. Like. <laughs> uh, hugely so. For a guy that went to fucking Syracuse, like... He went to Syracuse? Yeah. yeah. I googled that shit just to find out, because I, <laughs> I, I went to his Wikipedia page, because I was like, oh, he must have, like, fucking gone to Yale or some shit, because yeah. he's very defensive of the people who did. He just went to fucking Syracuse, which, I'm, yeah. I it's a fine school. Sure. But ain't fucking Yale. Uh, <laughs> but they make a point of fucking D.L. Hughley, like, many times talking about how he went to <laughs> Yale. And, I mean, I know, like, voices is a separate thing, but, like, sure. if you went to the Yale School of Drama, like, you could probably figure that out. Like, you could probably <laughs> make a together. passable Bill Cosby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's not that hard. <laughs> uh, he, there's there's a, a, a moment, basically they tell the story of, like, why Bradley Whitford is resentful of him, because when he first got there, uh, uh, this is just another weird amount of like what universe is this? Yeah, where uh, D.L. Hughley had just lost out in so, in to Jamie Fox <laughs> in and to, to Jamie Fox's role in Any Given Sunday, the Air, the Oliver Stone football movie, mm-hmm. uh, and he was really pissed off, and he went into uh, Bradley Whitford's office, and he was like, "Fucking, I went to Yale. I'm mad. I, like, I don't deserve. Like, I'm not supposed to be here to show, or I'm better than this, mm-hmm. or whatever." Uh, but wait a minute. So, so any given Sunday exists in this world <laughs> in such a way that it's a fucking sticking point for one of these characters. Like, it's not even just like a the passable fuck off. No one gives a fuck movie that it absolutely is. <laughs> maybe yeah. Maybe that's another alteration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that, that world, in this it was... universe, any given Sunday is very important. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a huge box office success. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but maybe that's it. They're trying to. Uh, so the rest, okay. So the rest of the time in this episode, they're being protested by these Christians from mm-hmm. fucking Rapture magazine, <laughs> to the point where at one point uh, they're like, so like they're threatening to boycott, and the Terre Haute affiliates not going to show the show if the if the crazy Christian sketch airs. Yeah, and uh, she says something about like. Like, oh, who gives a shit what Rapture Magazine ha- says? How, who, how many fucking subscribers do they have? And Constance Goodwife, or whatever <laughs> stupid name is, says, says they have four times the subscription base of Vanity Fair. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they absolutely do not. Christians are a big base in this country, for sure. Yeah. But Rapture Magazine <laughs> isn't on a fucking newsstand anywhere. Yeah. yeah. She even says, like, it's not like it's Christian Science Monitor, it's Rapture Magazine. And it's another moment for them to be shitty about Christians or whatever, because, like, the rapture is a thing in the Bible or whatever, I assume. I don't know. But, uh, 
Steven Weber's like, isn't that where everyone dies and goes in a spaceship or something? <laughs> yeah. Shut that's the not fuck. a spaceship, it's Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the that line. That line, ugh, I was like, And also, oh, shut the fuck up. You know what the rapture is. Yeah. You're a smart man. You're the head <laughs> of a network. You fucking know what the rapture is. I feel like all of this is more evidence that Aaron Sorkin feels like the world is just against him as like a an erudite like intellectual is like all these fucking Christians with their rapture magazine. They're all yeah, just idiots. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I think, like, because he really, he does not give a nuanced portrayal of Christianity In at the all. slightest. There's a horrific line. Ugh. Just more <laughs> evidence of him not right. I, I feel like I'm shitting all over this show when I do actually kind of like I, it. But we, there's a... Like, many disclaimers, I enjoyed these two episodes. <laughs> yeah, very I'm, much. I am looking forward for, to watching more. Exactly. For sure. That being said... There's a lot wrong with there's it. There's a moment where <laughs> they're having a prayer circle before the meeting, <laughs> yeah. before the first episode. Why, I don't know, but yeah. fine. Uh, and sort of like, it's, it starts off with people just like kind of going, oh, we have a good show. Uh, Matthew Perry says some shit about, oh, they're all, they've been, the audience has been sitting outside and they don't laugh as much as when they're hot or whatever. Yep. And then they take hands in prayer and she says, uh, we say this in the name of Jesus Christ, who must have been funny to get that many people to listen to him. Ugh. And it, everyone's like, <laughs> You what? No, maybe it's a forced laugh, but it didn't read that way. That is a terrible line. Yeah. And why do you need to be goofy? Fun? Try like that's the one time you try for a joke. This whole show, and it's in the <laughs> fucking prayer. Like it doesn't make any sense. I feel, but I feel like that's again him trying to be like, see, comedy see, yeah, yeah, yeah. is important. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But I also see it's her, him like trying to be like, look, I'm not anti-Christian. Look yeah. at me. I like Jesus. Yeah. No, it's really shitty in here. That's very uh, true. Like, and there's, okay, there's also another moment that has nothing to do with Jesus, but it's with Sarah Paulson and it annoyed the shit out of me for no reason. So we find <laughs> out at one point that the brown-haired girl yeah. actress who I don't remember her name, but she says her name in a weird way multiple times. She says like uh, Mary with the brown hairy or some yeah, bullshit. She says some... some- I have another thing to bring up when you're done. Okay, sure. So <laughs> she, me. so she, uh, <laughs> that we find out that she has been sleeping with Matthew Perry, mm-hmm. unbeknownst to Sarah Paulson. Not that Matthew Perry and Sarah Paulson are together. They're not. It's not. Isn't an affair. Um, it's post their breakup or whatever. And it's uh, before he's working there. Like yeah, yeah, he has to start. Yeah, it's, it's not like it's like he's he, fucking his like, yeah, secretary or whatever. Yeah, it's before he started working there, and he makes a point of saying like it's not going to matter anymore because now that I work here, I don't yeah. sleep with people I work with. Whatever, fine. Uh, Harry gets all pissed. Him and her and Matthew Perry have this shitty fight. Uh, she goes right before the show to make up with Sarah Paulson's character, and she's like, "Look, you know, we're just we're just friends, and sometimes when neither of us have anybody, we end up together. It doesn't mean anything." And then Sarah Paulson. Is that her, like, dressing room? She's at, like, her dressing table <laughs> with, like, the mirror and the lights and shit. And she, her, I guess it's supposed to be funny. She picks up, like, a prop glass, fake glass, sugar glass bottle and yeah. breaks it over her head. And it's like, she's like, don't you worry about it. Get out of here. Why is that fucking bottle at her dress? There's a room for props. Yeah. That's not just going to be she laying around. Requests a prop bottle. Those things cost room. $10 a piece. <laughs> they don't just fucking lay around. <laughs> It just it really it bugged me because it only it only exists in that moment for that thing that he thinks is funny. Yeah, this and weird gag. Yeah, it's just a really dumb gag. Anyway, you had something you wanted to say. Uh, just that. Also, after that, then they do a secret handshake. Oh, I missed the secret. Oh my handshake god, they do this little like high five, thumbs up thing, Ugh. and then but then later in the episode, 
uh, she does it with someone. They have a different secret handshake. <laughs> and I'm like, why are there so many hands, like weird handshakes in this episode? It's, oh, that's hilarious. Oh, my God. It's so fucking weird. Yeah, it's like two. And they're in the span of like five minutes. Yeah. It's like that happens. And then there's that crazy opening number. And then there's another <sighs> like wacky handshake of like, we got history together. We're yeah, buddies. Yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. I'm going to, like, explain all of our history by this weird, stupid thing that no adults would ever never fucking do. No. When was the last time you did a secret handshake with someone? No, never. Sometimes <laughs> a black dude will try to give me a cool handshake, and I don't, I don't, see, like I don't a... see it coming, and I always miss it. I'm, like, I'll be fine. Like, I get your, your, cla- your regular handshake and your classic pound. Yeah. Go, like, classic, like, grip. Dap, whatever, I'm good with those. But the second, like the thumb, like you go past to the thumb, you lost me, and I never. I'm like, oh, ah, ah. no, this is just awkward. Well, now. that's like weird because that's like that's like a culturally yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not like we're buddies and we do this, this fun cool thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. from this. Like we do this together. Right. But even then, it's like. That still seems like uh, I'd, I'd be nervous about that if I were black. The, uh, about I don't know. I don't know. It's, it takes me by surprise every time because it's not. It's not a hundred percent. It's not like it's always done. Right. It's just every so often. And There'll like, be an yeah. extra step. Or yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, uh. I, right. fucking. When I met people from DC, the first time I met some people when I was like 19 or whatever, I met these guys from DC, these black dudes, and they had a thing where you reached all the way past the hand and then you snapped. A rat, so you both each Whoa. like snapped on each other's the side of each other's hand. Fucking blew my mind. That's yeah. pretty and awesome. they all did it so slick. There was never a pause. <laughs> they were like snap, and I'm like, wow, how did you? Anyway, it's a magic trick. Uh, there's one more thing I want to piss off, be, be shitty about on this episode. Oh yes, please. That fucking ticking clock. Oh my god. <laughs> they so like there's a thing in writing called the ticking clock where you're supposed <laughs> to put. It's like. You basically set a deadline on the action, so it makes everything more tense. You've only got three hours to get to it, or the bomb's going to go off, yeah. right? Yeah. There's fucking literally a ticking <laughs> clock on the wall. In the writer's room, there's a countdown clock to, like, oh, we've got seven hours, or four days, 22 hours, and whatever till showtime. And it's like, like, that is, like, again, Aaron, just a little subtlety, man. Yeah. We all know, all you have to do is occasionally be like, it's Wednesday, the show's on Friday. That's all it takes. <laughs> You don't need an actual visual representation. And then that weird moment where Matthew Perry's like, huh? how did the clock know that, we oh only, that we've got four <laughs> days left? And even Bradley Whitford's like, it's a clock? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> it was such a wasted beat of dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, that just it's, annoyed me. No, and it is like, they and they have all these conversations about the clock, so and they keep the being clock. like, it's just a clock. And it's like, okay, they say that enough that it's not just, just a clock. <laughs> like, clearly. And it, yeah, like, it's, it's that thing in writing that it's like the ticking clock, and it's a metaphor for that. And I also feel like, that's like the main thing that people know about SNL, and right. it's like playing into all this SNL mythology, and it's just so heavy-handed. The last shot in the episode is the clock going back, back to, to yeah, six days, days or, yeah, yeah, 24, yeah, yeah. 23 <laughs> hours, and like, it's like, Jesus Christ, all uh, right, we get it. That being said, please watch the show, because it actually- It's kind of great, it's, it's though. It's kind of great. It's kind of <laughs> great in like the perfect way that I enjoy this nonsense. <laughs> Uh, anything you want to plug? What do you got coming up other than the starting uh, early this September? Out next week, I'm doing t- Master Pancake Twister for the next oh, two or three nice. weeks. That's going to be real fun at the Draft House Ritz. At so the Ritz. Yeah, if you're get tickets Austin, for that. Go to that. That's going to be fun as shit. Uh, I will be, well, if you're in Austin, I got the Sting coming up on Wednesday, August 5th. August 9th, 
I'm at Guns and Giggles. The gun uh, show the, store. The gun store show, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a little nervous about that. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sure it'll be a fun show. I've heard good things. Uh, I am in uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada for the Odd Block Comedy Festival, August 27th through the 30th. So if you're in Canada, go to that. Uh, you know what to do on Facebook, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. Thank you, Kath. We'll see you next week. Cool. Bye.